Alright, hello everyone. Welcome back. You know what you're listening to. This is To Kill a Deli Bird, the Pokemon anime podcast where we take things very, very seriously all the time. Uh, I'm Kellen. As usual, I am joined by my co-host, Graham. How you doing, Graham? I'm doing great. How's it going, Kellen? I'm lovely. I didn't know we were that serious. We're very serious. Okay, this is the serious hour. This is where jokes do not fly. We are serious as Brock is in the first episode we're looking at today. We are serious as Sirius XM Radio, which uh, mm-hmm. does not play this podcast, probably. No, I don't think so. Speaking of where you play podcasts, we're on Apple now. Yes, you can find us Apple. I believe I got confirmation that Amazon's through, and I'm just waiting on the Stitcher as well. What about Google? Oh, we're on Google. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think we can start saying... Wherever find podcasts, wherever are you downloaded. find your podcasts, <laughs> yeah, nice, fantastic, yeah, very exciting. All right, today we're looking at two more episodes. We're looking at Showdown in Pewter City, and then we're looking at Clefairy and the Moonstone. How did you like these episodes? They were okay. They, they were, were okay. They were. They had their ups and downs. I I think mm-hmm. that there's a bit of weird stuff, and um. We're going to get into the parts that I'm already starting to find pretty repetitive watching Pokemon <laughs> episodes. That's that's great to hear. But the high points were high. The high points were high. Okay, well, let's just jump right into it. Showdown in Pewter City. We open on Team Rocket digging a hole on the way to Pewter City. So dumb. In preparation for action. I did laugh at this. What does that tell you about me that I laughed at Well, I mean, gag? it's a pretty classic, classic gag. <laughs> It's so dumb. So, okay, right, so Team Rocket is trying to make a trap for mm-hmm. Ash, right? Because they're all headed to Pewter City. We're going to dig a hole. We're going we're gonna to cover it with leaves. Then Ash will fall in and be trapped. And Team Rocket falls into their own trap. Oh, they don't on. remember where they put it. They camouflaged it so well. <laughs> it's so They dumb. camouflaged it so well. They did yeah. such a good job. They forgot where they put it. Have you ever done something like that? To yourself. No, I can't say I've ever... That's the classic, like, leaving a rakeout gag and then stepping on it and getting hit in the head. I don't think no, I've ever No, I can't say I've ever dug a hole and then fell into it. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever dug a hole? I've dug a hole. Not a big hole, but I've dug holes. I was a child once. I dug a big hole Ooh. once. Yeah, my dad had us dig a hole in the backyard once because the neighbor's trees were, like, growing roots up. So he, he just started this war on the roots. <laughs> And uh, me and my grandpa had to dig holes one day, and he kept making, my grandpa kept making jokes about how we were like a chain gang in prison. Classic Maynard. Yeah. I don't know you if we get were... memories here, <laughs> folks. I don't know <laughs> if we've ever actually like said this aloud, but like our relationship, we're cousins. For anyone that doesn't they know. They don't need to know that. Which is most they? people. Well, that's why I know what your grandpa's name it's is. It's a family podcast. Yeah. Otherwise, why would I know your grandpa's name? That'd be a little strange you might know my grandpa i don't know it's more likely if we're related i think my grandpa's the type of guy to dig a hole and fall in it yeah yeah i think so anyway that's about all we see of team rocket in this episode yeah yeah team rocket okay whatever yeah we're done with team rocket so ash and misty find pewter city finally and some strange bearded man starts speaking in ominous riddles pewter city is gray Mm -hmm. famous for stone yep if anyone didn't know for some reason all of Kanto's uh, cities and towns are named after colors, except Palette, which is where you put all your colors. Right. So and Pewter then the is a gray. The league is called the Indigo, Indigo League. Yes. 
And and do other uh, regions in the Pokemon world, do other regions have themes? Yes. I don't remember all of them. I know Johto is also colors because it's okay. connected to Kanto. Um, okay. There are other ones. I know Paldea has some kind of theme. I don't remember what it is, though. I think it has something to do with cooking. Wow. Pokemon expert. I thought you would know that off the top of your head. Uh, I didn't even have to do think to ask you ahead of time because yeah. I was like, he'll just you'll just know this. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to think now without uh, looking at anything, but I can't think of anything right now. I'm going blank. That's okay. Fire and blanks, the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we meet this this strange dude. His name is Flint, which is the name of uh, an Elite Four member from Sinnoh. Yeah, it's also like a type of stone, mm-hmm. I guess, used to start fire. Yep. He sells, he sells rocks. rocks. Yeah. yeah. Scam alert. <laughs> okay. They think he's immediately sketchy, though. Um, Did you and not? for no real good reason. Yeah, but why? They're like, because he looks homeless? Is this is this a homeless phobia? He's trying to sell rocks. Well, I think it's because of the beard. I think that they're beard phobic. Are you, are you projecting because you have a beard? Flint has a glorious beard, though. <laughs> That's not even his, that's not beard. even a real beard we see later. Spoilers. 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 Yeah, Flint isn't all he seems to no, be. No, there's something suspicious no. about him. I actually, since I did not remember how this played out, I went through phases of thinking what the deal with Flint <laughs> might be. And you know what my first uh, reaction was? Hmm. Can you guess? Um, it was, no. Ash's dad. I just, I, I thought he literally was Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Until we see them, like, at the, same, the same time. Scene. Yeah, but before that, I was like, oh, he's just Brock in the disguise. And why would Brock be, be trying to help Ash defeat him? To, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, a, I don't know. I don't know what the whole scheme was, but I was like, he just looks like Brock, which is significant. Which, I mean, yeah, he's his father, so. Wow, spoilers, spoilers. right spoilers. out the gate. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Right, so that's the twist later is that Flint is Brock's father. But I thought he was just Brock. I was <laughs> like, okay. So we're back at the Pokemon Center now in Pewter City. We meet a second Nurse Joy. What's going on with that? There's two Nurse Joys? I'm still convinced they're clones. What? Crazy stuff. So throwback to last episode. No, two episodes ago. I hypothesized that Nurse Joy, the Joys across Kanto, are not just sisters. They are clones. Part of, there's a few conspiracies, I think, going on in the Pokemon world. That's one of them. They're too similar. I'm hoping that at some point throughout the series, you're able to gather some some concrete evidence to support your theory. It's pretty concrete. Look at them. They're clones. I feel, I feel like that's. I feel like look at them is not really evidence. <laughs> really? I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I have a lot of like clones to draw experience from. Mm-hmm. I've seen movies with clones, though. I mean, the only clone I know of is Dolly the Sheep. That's a real life. That's a clone. real life clone. I was thinking more like Schwarzenegger. There's a Schwarzenegger movie where they're all clones. Is there? And then the I don't big know. the big spoiler is that the one you've been following the whole time, he's the clone. Oh, dun, dun, dun. crazy stuff. Yeah, good movie. So. Nurse Joy mentions the poster on the back wall for the Pokemon League Regional Championships, and you have to get badges from different towns. The interesting here, interesting thing here that I noted, it doesn't specifically say that there are eight specific badges from eight specific towns you have to get, because later in the season when we meet Gary, or not meet Gary, but see Gary, and he shows off his badges, he has badges that we'll never see again. So there are more than eight gyms in Kanto. He's got... Off canon, yeah. He's badges. The, well, not. I guess they're technically canon to the anime, at least. But 
They're not game, they're not badges we see ever have seen in game. So you can get more than eight badges. Apparently, there's the, more. The there's more than eight gyms. I think. I guess the idea is that you need eight badges to enter the championships, but there are more than eight gyms. But it could be any eight. It could be any eight. Yeah. Hmm. And we'll talk about that more once we actually get to whatever episode. And that that's is, sort of so. why seemingly smallish towns like have gyms too. I guess so. It's not just large centers. Pewter, though, is is a bit deceptive through the episode. I actually thought Pewter itself was the shining character, but it shifts and changes a little bit. In some scenes, it seems like a quaint small town that basically just has like a creek and a shack. And then in others, it's like they're in Tokyo. There's mm-hmm. like a skyline, <laughs> and like a sweet city pop background. Well, all of the cities in the anime are far more grandiose than their game counterparts. It looked like a nice place, mm-hmm. though. It was the like game, it had a vibe. The game right? counterparts are like four buildings, and two of four them are buildings. a center and a mart. But in the show, I was like, I could hear the like smooth jazz soundtrack, mm-hmm. you know, while someone's smoking a cigarette outside of a convenience store. Yeah. It had vibes. So when they're talking about, when Ash and Misty are talking about the regional championships, Misty, Misty states that gym leaders are different from normal trainers. How would she know? Hmm interesting do you want me to answer that i remember there's a twist with Misty. you know this yeah i'm not i'm not all stupid yes. when it comes to pokemon i'm like 30 percent stupid I mean, if you've ever no, played the game 60 you know yeah. this that misty is also a gym leader isn't she like 10 i don't know i have no oh, idea brock. brock's gotta be older than 10 he's got what nine little heck? siblings he's taking care of what the heck is with ages who in knows the show? like who it's nonsense knows? It's very all over the place all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of Brock, we get to meet him right away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Misty Misty gets annoyed because she offers help to Ash. She refuses it. She dines and dashes. And then we're off to the gym where we meet Brock for the very first time. Did you notice the price of their meal? Yeah. Because like, this what, is like 1, one of those. 1500 <laughs> Something like that. Well, this is, this is one of those things where it's clearly supposed to be in yen. Mm-hmm. So it's like actually like 10 bucks. Yeah. Um. But, it's like, I think they just put a dollar sign in the American version, so it looks like it's, like, $1,100. Yeah, they, could, they couldn't have added a... <laughs> for a bowl uh, of rice. They couldn't have added, added a decimal point. <laughs> During the translation. Yeah. They changed, yeah, I mean, they already changed the yen yeah, side to a they dollar could put sign. A, they could put a little dot in there, I feel. So we meet Brock for the first time. He's very serious. He's more serious than he, we'll ever so see again. He's so stoic mm-hmm. in this episode. This yeah. is a side of Brog I don't know if we'll ever see again, because he gets very goofy, very quick. Yeah, in my memory, he's just a degenerate pervert. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if he's that bad. But isn't he we'll just see. always losing it? Well he's over, he's like, very he's he's a simp. He's a simp, yeah. <laughs> he's an absolute simp. Are we we're not allowed to say that word on Twitch, right? <gasps> well that's Twitch. So. Okay. <laughs> I think you can say it. I don't know if they can detect that kind of stuff. You're not supposed to put it in chat, I don't think. Ah, gotcha. Anyway, Ash doesn't know about the special rules for league battles. Brock tells him that they have to use two Pokemon each. And then Ash actually mentions that he's had Pikachu for approximately two weeks. So we actually have a a time, a concrete time as to how long this has been going so far. Yeah, that's interesting because it feels more like an hour, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah, because... Well, last episode I had mentioned that like Dexter says that Metapod evolves into Butterfree a week after evolving into Metapod, but it feels like it's been an, a day. But I guess maybe mm. it was a week. Maybe they were in that forest for so. an entire week. 
You just lived with that weird samurai boy for a week. Yeah, they just chilled just there. Just roommates? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Weird dude. And so we see our first real battle stadium in the anime. This huge rock field. I think the Pretty stadium, cool. The stadiums are cool. Comes in from the sides, yeah. The stadiums are a really cool touch that we never really see in the games. Until Pokemon Stadium. And even then, it's still like a flat surface. Yeah, true. What about the Pokemon Stadium level in Smash Brothers? Now those are that's cool. That's like changing and transforming and stuff. Those are cool. I like those ones. So Ash is still an idiot, though. <laughs> like, he has not learned anything about type matchups. He never even like, like bothered to research what kind of Pokemon Brock uses. Would it have helped? I, I feel like he doesn't have a core understanding of the main Pokemon battling mechanic, which is type matchups. Yeah, he may have gotten the knowledge, but it, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have helped at all. So type matchups... If for those Pokemon illiterate like myself, is kind of a rock, paper, scissors system of Pokemon. So water beats fire, fire beats grass, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, lightning, or th- I guess thunder type electric. is what it's called. Electric type. Wow. So thunder, lightning, Horrible. electric type Horrible. is weak against rock, right? Electric is weak against ground, and ground is immune to electric moves. Okay, I was going to ask, but, but what's the connection to rock? They're, it's just, I think they're neutral on each other. And Brock has rock, right? Yes, he is a rock-type <laughs> trainer. He is a rock-type trainer, but he uses Onyx and Geodude, which are both rock-slash-ground types. Okay, and ground makes them not only resistant, but like actually immune. They cannot yes. take damage at all. They're not supposed to take damage whatsoever attack. from electric attacks. So this episode makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes sense the first battle, because Pikachu is unable to damage them, but... Right. Or no, he damages Geodude somehow. He knocks out Geodude, but he's unable to damage Onix. So and Onix... Okay, so Onix is this giant rock snake that Brock has, mm-hmm. and uh, he looks legit scary. Yes. Like, he's such an imposing force. Onix is a very cool Pokemon, but in the games, Onix actually just... Blocking sucks. It's never been useful it's at all. It's terrible. It's it's got good defenses, but that's like about it. Its attack stat is worse than an Oddish. Wow. Yeah. Worse than an Oddish. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a kind of a weird quaint insult that people <laughs> in the Pokemon world would have. <laughs> when like, it you 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 punch worse than an Oddish. <laughs> <laughs> when it evolves into Steelix in generation 2, it gets a lot better, but Onix itself is pretty trash. I would love to hear more of like these linguistic quirks that people in the Pokemon universe would have. Mm-hmm. Like, give me, give me a Pokemon that everyone would know about. Um, I'm blanking now. I can't think of any anything. A single, like a, a single, like Pokemon. a Rattata. They like wouldn't say like, "Oh, I smell a rat." They'd say, "I smell a Rattata." Oh, burn, absolute. Yeah, or like decimation. if you're like sketchy but imposing, a Raticate. Oh, really evolving, evolving your insults. Am I right? <laughs> Oh, there you go, there you go. Okay, so... Where was I in my notes? You having a stroke? Yes, obviously. So Onyx is threatening. Pikachu is is pretty pretty terrified and uh, tries to send out Pidgeotto on his own, which was pretty cute. Mm -hmm. He jumps onto Ash's waist and taps Pidgeotto's Pokeball. Like, no, get out here. Fight for me. Well, Pikachu knows what's going on. Pikachu is can't very fight aware. This giant rock snake monster. Mm-hmm. 
So Brock commands Onyx to use Bind, which is a very broken move in Generation 1. Do you know why? Because you can't pull the Pokemon back. Partially, but how Bind works and Wrap and Clamp in Generation 1 is that it does damage for like f- 2 to 5, 2 to 7 turns, something like that. And while you're being damaged by one of those moves, you can't move at all. Like, you can't select an attack whatsoever. Oh, wow. And so if the Pokemon using Bind, Wrap, or Clamp is faster than you, they can just Bind, Wrap, or Clamp you to death, essentially. Wow, that is broken. Without you being able to do anything. Doesn't that make Onyx a lot better than you previously said he was? It's slow, though. So it might be able to get one off, but you're going to knock it out with a special move immediately as soon as you get out of that bind. In the show, this move looks pretty impressive, Mm -hmm. too. Uh, Pikachu, you know, is getting pretty beat up. Yeah, and Ash tries to recall Pikachu, and he's actually unable, which is is a game moment, or an actual game moment. You can't retreat out of bind. Game lore, game consistent. Crazy stuff. Usually we point out the opposite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not much uh, that is... Similar between the show and the games. And this is another one of those times. Hi, I'm editing, and I wanted to just fact check this real quick just to be sure. And as it turns out, Bind, Wrap, and Clamp did not, in fact, trap the opponent into battle in Generation 1. That was a feature introduced in Generation 2. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. But this is something. Something big. It's all similar. I mean, if you want to be... Sure, whatever. I'll let you have that one. So Flint comes back. He's kind of creepy. He takes... And this is when I realize Flint can't be brought. <laughs> <laughs> he takes he takes Ash back to his cabin. Pikachu naps again. Not in the sassy way, but it's still cute. Pik- oh, he's hurt. Pikachu's under a blankie. It's adorable. And Flint seems to know a lot about Brock. I wonder I wonder why. Yeah, and he gives us the background mm-hmm. about Brock. He says Brock is uh, raising his ten siblings, but there's actually nine of them. How do you notice these things? I just do. <laughs> I gotta say, when you and I, and this is why I think this is a really good uh, connection for us to make, you know, on this podcast, the two different perspectives, but you have this way of watching a scene and noticing things like that. I have no notes about this part, because I'm just like, plot, plot, things are happening. Give me something weird. Give me something quirky. I want I want a mood. I want a feeling. I want something I can riff off of. You may so want I, have no, <laughs> I have no notes about this next section, because it's just plot. You should probably take down <laughs> some kind of notes about the plot so you can like relate to what I'm saying. <laughs> All plots are just Shakespeare. Oh, really? We could just do a Shakespeare really? podcast. I'd rather not. <laughs> I'm much more interested in Pokemon. Okay, so there's nine kids. There's ten Flint kids. Says there's ten. There's ten okay. kids, but Brock is one of them. Flynn says he's taking oh. care of his ten brothers and sisters, but Brock is one of those kids, so he's taking care of his nine brothers and sisters. Brock is the tenth wow, child. Wow, Flint, learn to talk. They're your children, Flint, come on. So he learned that Brock's dad is a deadbeat who left, and his mom died, which is false, because she actually shows up later in the anime. So this was like a... Tra- I, read, I read that in Bulbapedia. Yeah, this was they, a translation that's like a, error, I think. A mistake. Yeah, in the yeah. original Japanese, they say that she just left the family to Brock. For whatever reason. Mm. Okay, what happens next? And then Flint takes Ash to a hydroelectric plant to power boost his Pikachu. So, and this is where things really don't make sense. Is they they kind of say, okay, if we boost Pikachu up enough, you know, you can you can defeat these things. If they're ground type, 
that's not true, it should, right? Yeah, it shouldn't do anything. It doesn't matter how strong the electricity gets. No, they should just be completely immune whatsoever. The fact that Pikachu yeah, was g- able to knock out Geodid earlier pisses me off. But. Yeah, this makes this makes no sense. Come on, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. We expect a twit longer on this tomorrow. Yeah, so he's supercharging Pikachu. Flint has made Ash do manual labor to uh, to do this. And then Pikachu, it looks like Pikachu is being tortured, and I hated it. Yeah, it's sad. It was it was and heartbreaking. And it makes no sense. No, <laughs> they're it like, feels they're unnecessary. They're going to ram electricity through this poor rat just so that that can make him more powerful so he can electrocute the uh, creature made entirely of rock? Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, All right, okay, man. Pokemon. Okay, Pokemon. And when Pikachu gets powered up, he it looks like he destroys the building. He goes fucking which Super is like, Saiyan. Pikachu building destroyed number two, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Versus the Viridian City Poké Center. Though we don't actually see if it is actually destroyed. Oh, it seemed like it. It looks like count it got, but we don't see it let's have, for Let's sure. have a running list of How Pikachu many buildings property Pikachu destruction. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would his stars be on GTA? Like, the police are coming for <laughs> Pikachu. They're just really slow. So we're back at the gym again. For, for match number two, and I'm sitting here thinking, use your fucking butter for Yash. Use sleep powder. That was an OP move last episode. Use that. Yeah. But no, he's a dumbass. He uses Pidgeotto, which is weak against rock moves. It's just a whole thing. I guess Butterfree would also be weak against rock moves, but Butterfree can put it to sleep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that all you're going to so, add? Am I just going to go through the whole fucking plots today and that's it? That's the whole thing? I, I've got a lot to add about the interesting parts. This is just a fight. <laughs> it looks good. But oh, man. The Pikachu can... I still think it's weird, right? We're going to be a broken record here. The Pikachu destroying the electricity, destroying the Geodude mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, so that's what happens next. Pikachu takes out the Geodude, which pisses me off. I hate it. And then it lets out a Thunderbolt against the Onyx. And it does seem to damage the Onyx, which, again, I hate. And then the Sprinklers get set off. Yeah, well, Onyx binds and seemingly knocks out Pikachu. Pikachu's got the eye swirlies. And with Pidgeotto having been knocked out, that should have been the end of the battle. That should have been it. Right. That should have been the finish. Okay. He should have lost right there. Okay, and then the sprinklers get set and off. And then somehow. the sprinklers get happen? set off. Because Pikachu lets out like this huge unaimed thundershock move that goes everywhere. And it sets off a little fires. And so the fire extinguishers get set off, which soak the the onyx in water. And which is kind of now, like... Is this legal? I, is this Pokemon battle legal? I have no idea. But it does remind me... Of a move introduced in later generations. I think it was like 3, 4, or 5. I can't remember. It, it reminds me of the move Soak. Which if you use the move okay. Soak on a Pokemon. It changes its type to Water. It doesn't do damage oh, or anything. But it cool. changes its typing to Water. So theoretically you could use Soak on an Onix. And then electrocute it with a Thundershock. But that wasn't a move that existed. It just reminds me of that. Yeah, that is kind of the vibe that's going on here. Mm-hmm. Get soaked through water, and and you're like, okay, now it's vulnerable. There's like a conduit for the electricity, I guess. We don't really know how Onyx physiologically works. No. Like, what's rock? What is flesh? There's probably some guts under those rocks, right? There's got to be somewhere else, but it live. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a completely new kind of organism. It's a, <laughs> every Pokemon has interesting physiological 
physiology, I think. It's like this idea that aliens, you know, could like not even be made out of flesh mm-hmm. like us. Maybe they're like a collection of rocks that's somehow conscious. Mm. And aliens will come up in the next episode. Oh, foreshadowing. Consp- in conspiracy theory hour with Seymour. Mm-hmm. And then we get a funny moment where Ash is like, it feels like the weight of all of Brock's siblings who don't want me to beat his Pokemon are attached to me when they literally are. This is hilarious because he's moment. being so dramatic. He's like talking out loud about like a metaphor that then is actually real. So all of Brock's like siblings jump on Ash. They're like holding his arms it's like, don't command Pikachu to end it. It's very, it's a fun, it's a very fun moment. And then Ash has a proper, a proper real sportsmanship moment where he realizes the whole sprinkler thing was a fluke he should not have won yeah he lost that fight but brocks thinks differently for some reason and gives him a badge and gives him a badge tracks him down after so ash officially has his first badge i think brock basically says something that about how ash defeated him with kindness Mm -hmm. like like yes you beat me in the battle but Bro, you were so nice. <laughs> <laughs> you were just so kind to your Pokemon, and that means winning, apparently. Yeah, Which I can't I help it, man. You're so nice. Dumb. Uh, well, I like it. I like it, because this stuff, and shown in anime, period, it's all about the power of friendship. Great power of friendship moment. I guess so. We can defeat anything with the power of friendship, <laughs> Kellen. I hate including that. Including having no listeners. Ah, with the power of friendship, yes. we will get listeners. We will. Shout us out in the comments. If we, if you, the more platforms have we have, the power of friendship. More, more, more listeners we can get. More platforms. Let's go on every single With the platform. power of friendship. It's all we're doing. Yeah, and Brock is is so different in this episode. Like you said, he's not quite the comic relief yet. Mm-hmm. He's he's stoic. He's mature. He's, he's very, very kind. He's very serious. And f- okay, so so Brock is all kind of like you know. I would want to leave too. My dream is actually to take care of Pokemon. Uh, why can't you leave, Brock? Well, I got to take care of all these kids. And then Flint shows up and we get the reveal. <gasps> what? He's he's Brock's dad? Oh my God. Who could have ever seen the that one? The beard was fake. The beard that was That glorious fake. beard was not even real. No, unfortunately. We do learn We do learn that Brock's dream is to be a Pokemon breeder, which is not a, uh, a trainer class that we see until Generation 3. Okay, what are trainer classes? Well, you know how when you fight a, a trainer and it's like, Youngster Joey wants to fight. Yeah. Yeah, Youngster is that guy's trainer class. And then Pokemon breeder is another one. Oh, like Pokenerd. Or... Yeah, Pokemaniac or uh, Gym Swimmer. Leader. Gym Leader is a trainer class. So it gives you a... Okay. a description as to what this person is lots of foreshadowing Mm -hmm. in this episode and breeding itself wasn't even a thing until generation two yeah but it's like plausible yeah you're like okay yeah all right how else do these things reproduce well that humans would meddle and get uh, involved that's sort of just like pets yeah i guess so so it does seem like okay so so flint reveals himself as the father you know says that he was just trying to come to terms with all this crap. He couldn't like reveal himself right away. Like, okay, whatever, Flint, you have been a deadbeat. This is very weird. Um, and you kind of think that Brock is going to let him have it. He's like, looks like he's not going to get off that easy. 
And then he's really just, he starts giving him tips for how to take mm-hmm. care of all the kids. Yeah, so he tells everyone, he tells Flint, you know, this one kid only eats cold spaghetti for breakfast. This one eats cornflakes That's the one I wrote down, too. Tommy <laughs> only eats cold spaghetti for breakfast. Ew. And I did some research because I wanted to see if that was a translation. Like, if it was just like, oh, he only eats, like, soba noodles for breakfast or something. Uh, but I couldn't find anything about translation there. Yeah, so. I don't know how many of those like tiny little details you can you can. The find. tiny lines they don't really care about no. yet on the main websites. No, which is too bad because that's all I care about. <laughs> One line I had noted down because it made me laugh was uh, when Ash asked Flint uh, why Flint helped him and not his own son. Flint said because Flint wanted to be a, a Pokemon trainer. He said, you reminded me of myself because you didn't stand a chance. Fucking roasted. <laughs> I know a fucking idiot when I see one because <laughs> I am one. <laughs> so Flint stays back with the with the kids now and lets Brock go travel with Ash and Misty. You know, that cold spaghetti line is going to haunt me forever, though. Gonna, what does it mean? You're going to have to go with, watch the original the episode. And then okay, translating okay, yourself. Okay, that was my next thought, was let's watch it in Japanese and listen. Netflix does not have the Japanese audio. Oh, Isn't that me. crazy? They have. They have English audio, French audio, Spanish audio, German audio, and no, <laughs> no Japanese. They have just all no, of the dubs. They don't have the original. What? They have all the dubs. That's kind of that's weird. It's surprising, because mm-hmm. I thought, like, okay, I don't know Japanese. But I can probably hear the name of a noodle, you know? Yeah. But nope. So now Brock is traveling along with them. Misty is still on about the bike. Well, good for her. Yeah. She's she's entitled to that. And they try to ditch her. I didn't her. really have any am I the asshole moments in this one. No. It was just it was one, one through storyline this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Flint, I guess, kind of sucks. But like he kind of knows he sucks. Yeah. So I don't know. It's pretty obvious. He's the asshole. Is Flint even his real name? Oh, probably because it's a rock. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, my question was, why does not, why, blah, blah, why doesn't Brock recognize Misty? Shouldn't the gym leaders at least know of each other? Is that how it works? You would think. Oh, you tell me. I want to know more about this. I don't know. Do you think there's like some organization, some real proper organization for them to talk? Do they have like conventions? Well, they're all part of the Pokemon League. They're yeah, all un- but they're I, all I don't know what this means. The same, do they do- <laughs> the same organization? Okay, but is their employment, you know, done separately? Do they have a chance to meet? Like, is know. there is there a conference once a year? They're like, okay, Misty, see you in Hawaii again. <laughs> well, you would think they would at least get like a newsletter with all the pictures of all the gym leaders. And like, hey, these are your coworkers. These are the badges. This is they a give lot out. of presumptions, but I would like to know more about. It that. would flesh these are the out things, the organization. See, these are the things that drive me. It's like, like, what's actually going on in this world? Either way. I don't give a shit about the plot. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's all about the world <laughs> building. It's all about the sweet sentences. This whole ap- episode has been me going through the plot and you're like, yeah, what's next? What happened next? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the cold <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> and then we see Team Rocket at the end of the episode again. Yeah. And they're gone. I mean, we're just and in a gone. hole. They, so lame. They really had no, they had no impact on the plot at no. all. But they were there. So dumb. They were there for a couple jokes and that was it. For one gag. But we know that that's where they were. And they're they're pure comedy characters lately. Mm-hmm. Remember in episode two, we said that they were 
actually kind of intimidating. They were threatening kind of scary. originally. Like Atkins is kind of scary. Yeah. And, oh man, they no, were originally threatening until they got laser focused on Pikachu, and then they became bumbling yeah. idiots. Yeah, they're the worst. Which I mean, hey, maybe that's a a commentary on real life. You get laser focused on something, and you start to kind of lose yourself. Ah, mm. they get life so. They get so obsessed with this singular goal mm-hmm. that it's it's beyond something they want to achieve and just something that consumes them. Yeah. Turns them into something they never should have been. Mm-hmm. Did you have any literary analyses for, for this episode? Cold spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Oh my god. There's vomit on his <laughs> no. sweater already? No, and the thing about literary analysis is like I don't think that this stuff is that deep. So I am going to be pointing out connections to... You know, other anime and just things that I, I liked and enjoyed in general, but then also, you know, weird lines. Let's get those sentences rolling. Like, yeah, it's it's not that deep, but that was that's your whole job is to try and make it that deep. I think I did. That's why you're here. I think I did. Ugh. Cold spaghetti. Ugh. All right. Are we going to write this episode? <laughs> Let's just get this one over with. Is there even a possible literary con- that, consideration here, I don't know. Here, that though? is your job him, here. Like, that is what getting, we're here for. Maybe something with, wow, you're very mad. This is, uh, <laughs> I think I have definitely brought my side of it today. Shout us out in the comments. <laughs> Am I doing my job? I'm going to say no. Oh, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the ranking. Oh, man. All right. I'm pulling out the four poor. That's what I'm calling it now. Four poor. The four poor. Quad P-O-R. Yeah. The the plastic ping pong picture of objective ratings. There you go. The four poor. And we're going to give it a shake. every episode, we're going to pull out two uh, randomly selected ranking criteria. Let's, Let's hear the first one. The first one will be Pokemon Variety. Okay. So we've got Onyx, Geodude, Pikachu, Butterfree. No, no Butterfree. No, we didn't see Butterfree. We saw Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto, Geodude, Onyx, Pikachu. That's about it, I think. Meowth, technically. Okay. Um, Not bad. Not as good as the next episode. No. So, um... I'm going to go, go with a four. A four is actually exactly what I was thinking. Four out of ten, and then we're going to average that with category number two... Which is Team Rocket Schemes, which is a 0 out of 10. 0. Yeah. A big fat 0. So that is a 2 out of 10. Absolutely horrible. 2 out of 10 for Showdown (laughs) in Pewter City. Rough episode. Weak episode, according to the system. According to the the system, which is never wrong. The four port. The objective. No, it's it's not wrong because it's objective. Yeah, and it's objective because it's random. It's just objective. That's it. Why? Because you said it is. Yeah. We are tearing each other apart this episode. What has become of us? This is the last episode, final episode of the podcast, because we're, uh, we're fighting too much already. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you in Hawaii. <laughs> All right. We're moving on to Clefairy and the Moonstone. Episode four, five, six. Episode six of season one, Clefairy and the Moonstone. Yeah, kick us off. Now, do you know where we're starting off here at all? Were you paying enough attention? <laughs> Yeah, a meteor crashed called the Moonstone. And then? I don't know. Oh, my the God. Zubats. The Zubats. Oh, my God. Where, where do you want to start? So I know we're, that off, you, we're starting. We're off to Mount Moon. We learned yeah. that a, pre, a meteor crashed into it in prehistoric times and became the Moonstone. And then we meet mm-hmm. a professor guy who is being attacked by the Zubats. Or Zubat. Right. Yeah. 
And Pikachu zaps yeah. him into the cave. Yeah, and it's surprising because there's Zubats outside. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the big, okay, something weird's happening here. Yes. Yeah, Zubat Zubats is... are bats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> An astute observation. <laughs> well you're, done. You're mean this episode. Well done. You're mean. Well done. You have extra. You have something really salty mm-hmm. for, for breakfast. I have not eaten anything today. Oh, Good. that's the problem. You need a hot dog. <laughs> I don't have hot dogs. Okay, oh, I could go for gonna eat? I could go for a Costco hot dog though. Ugh. Oh, we so all good. could. So good. So the professor guy starts speaking in poetic couplets, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, yeah, he's he's weird. He's talking in poetry. He's moved by friendship, and and I like random acts of poetry. Um, but this guy has a weird energy about mm-hmm. him. His name's Seymour the Scientist, and he's just like, I, I don't know, he's like a like a weird mountain dude. More like <laughs> he's an eccentric. More like right? more like Seymour Butts, am I right? <laughs> Got him. You're wrong. You're uh, wrong. No, no butts allowed in this children's it's, podcast. He, this he, family friendly like, Christian podcast. He's a he's a fringe member of society, right? He's this like he's a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 be real about that. Yeah, well, we'll learn more about that in a little bit. So you learn that someone has strung lights up in Mount Moon. Who could that possibly have been? Yeah, well, it's Team Rocket. What? Spoilers. No way. No fucking way. But these lights are throwing off the ecosystem mm-hmm. because it's usually dark in there. Zubat never yeah, leaves. So, so Zubat thinks it's always daytime. Right, and that's why they're they're kind of being being weird about it. Yeah, and the sand trues are drying up. Yeah, and the mushroom folk or something. The mushroom folk. Yeah, what are those? It's a Paris. Ah, so we see Paris and sand shrew, which is interesting because sand shrew in red and blue did not appear in Mount Moon. Oh, mm. it appeared. Inaccuracy. It appeared in Mount Moon in yellow, but that was based on the anime, so they changed that. Pokemon producers, you have an awful lot to answer mm-hmm. for. We have many a question for you. <laughs> Atone for your sins. <laughs> and then we see that there. Are... It's... Oh, go ahead. Well, you actually have something to say, so go the, for it. The Pokemon. <laughs> you are so mean to me. <laughs> I'm filing for divorce. Uh... <laughs> My self-esteem is shattered. <laughs> Um, no, I liked it. it. It was fun seeing the we. Th- there's good Pokemon variety in this episode. That category that was four out of ten last episode. This one's actually kind of nice. It's sad because the Pokemon are suffering, but you're like, okay, yeah, something's something's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the professor is going to get into some stuff soon because we see a Clefairy, right? Yeah, and, and then this is where this weird idea of Pokemon being aliens comes up. Mm-hmm. So we see Clefairy holding a fragment of the Moonstone, which are like the Moonstones we see in the game typically, and he thinks that Pokemon came from space on the Moonstone. He thinks all Pokemon came from space. Right, and and the language is weird here because like maybe it's like life started off planet, right, and organisms evolved, and that kind of stuff is a theory that people you know, have about Earth as well. Um, but <laughs> the way he s- says it, it's like the Moonstone was a spaceship and they just mm-hmm. like all got on board like the yellow submarine and exactly. had a grand old time with John and Paul and, and landed. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I think it is theorized in in game that in the universe that Clefairy 
did come from space. I'm not entirely sure. I think well, Clefairy that's what specifically. Clefairy specifically, I think. But Seymour thinks they all did. Seymour right? thinks they all came in on the Moonstone. He's that aliens meme. The guy with his hair up. Mm-hmm. Like aliens. Like aliens. Oh, Seymour. Yeah. And Team Rocket's behind this all, of course. Shocker. Surprise. Yeah, shocker. Surprise. So boring. But. <laughs> Team Rocket. For the first time, we hear make it double. We don't hear the full oh. prepare for trouble, but they hear the word trouble. And they're like, trouble? We'll make it double. Boom. So their their motto, their opening is evolving. <laughs> Yeah. Just like just the like, Clefairy will. Just later. like Clefairy will. Yeah. Exactly. So they put up the lights. They put up the lights. They're looking for the Moonstone so they can power up their Pokemon. And we see our first real double battle. What, what did that mean, power up their Pokemon? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> okay, so that was a strange line. Yeah, I don't know. Because Moonstones in the game only evolve, and Gen 1 only evolve Clefairy, Jigglypuff, and Nidorino and Nidorina. But, so they're very specific kind of yes, niche items. But that's all they do. They power up those four Pokemon by evolving them, but that that's it. Yeah, and, and Team Rocket doesn't have any of those. No. So, like, they're just attracted to shiny things, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, this is, like, an important shiny object. We need it. So it's revealed that Brock has a Zubat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of funny, because, like, there was that a Zubat, and that. Ash is like, when you get a Zubat, Brock's like, oh, I caught it outside. And Ash was like, I should have done that. <laughs> it's like a moment that they, they gave him the Zubat and they're like, wait, he's a rock right. type trainer. He shouldn't have a Zubat. I just, I just throw in a line that they caught it. He caught it before they entered the cave. Right. Because exactly. we never saw him catch it. And he just has it. And so Ash uses Whirlwind on the, uh, the smoke screen. And... The coughing smoke screen. Couple, yes, a couple things here. One, Brock tells Zubat to use double team, and then Zubat prepare or proceeds to also use Whirlwind, which is a another translation error because in the original Japanese, uh, Brock says something along the line along the lines of "team up with Butterfree." Oh, so he's also commanding so Zubat to use Whirlwind. What is double team? Double team is is a move that raises your evasiveness. Oh, okay, so it's a buff. Yeah, it's a it's a really fucking annoying buff, but it's a buff. Yeah, and we all know that uh, the show does not treat buffs and debuffs with any sort of reverence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they explode them into whatever. Yeah, and so they use Whirlwind to blow Team Rocket out of the cave. But here's the thing. In Generation 1, Whirlwind never worked in, in uh, trainer battles. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what does Whirlwind do? Whirlwind is supposed to send out, or send the, the opposing Pokemon out of battle. If you use it on a wild Pokemon, it's the same thing as running away from them. It just ends the battle. If you use it mm-hmm. on a trainer Pokemon, what it's supposed to do is send them back into the Pokeball, and then it sends out another one of the trainer's Pokemon at random. But in Generation okay. 1, it always fails in trainer battles. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but that's just how it works. Okay. In Generation 2 but and here, onwards, it actually works properly. But here it can kick Team Rocket's ass. Yeah, Whirlwind And Team is Rocket broken. is so boring now. Like, the the Ekans and the Coughing have turned into these, like, wimpy little mm-hmm. little Pokemon when they were, like, very intimidating at first. Yep. And so Clefairy's on the run. Meowth is giving chase. And we see that Misty has a Staryu. We revealed that Yeah, the is first that time. the first time? Yep. We have not seen Staryu yet. You know, some of these battles, um, they looked pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, I would say. There was a fair amount of detail in them. Staryu looks cool. 
uh, shooting. What's what's the move it uses? It starts with Swift, which is the little stars. Okay, and that's one. the little stars. Yeah. These like lightning energy stars fly around. And then it uses water gun to bloat the Meowth to massive proportions, which is great. Yeah, it's just like giving him water poisoning. Mm-hmm. I can tremendous around a hydration. I can draw a literary analysis from this one or a literary Let's comparison. Hear. Let's hear it, it reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. With, oh yeah, Violet Beauregard and the blueberry puff up, getting all puffed mm-hmm. up, <laughs> flying away. So there you go. That's deep. I'm doing your job for you. Just you, you have to lay off. My job is is bringing the fun. <laughs> you can bring. Oh, whirlwind didn't work this way in Gen <laughs> One, but in Gen Two, excuse me, Mister. <laughs> You can bring that stuff. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember you bringing any of uh, any literary comparisons today. I think that there aren't any. Well, that just doesn't seem like you're doing your job well enough. <laughs> this is this is so mean. I'm bringing sweet sentences, like cold spaghetti. Sure, you are. Yeah. Whatever helps Someone, you sleep we, at night. I think we'll need to remix that uh, that Eminem song, but with cold spaghetti cold instead spaghetti. of mom's spaghetti. Vomit on a like sweater Brock's already. Anthem. So we learned are, now. Are you going to get copyright striked? Because that was so beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was a perfect impersonation. Mm-hmm. So we learned now, Brock, they are camping around. Brock makes special Pokemon food. We see this for the first time. Brock has some culinary talents. Yeah, and I had a question about this because, so Brock's feeding the Pokemon. Ash looks confused. Has Ash been feeding his Pokemon? <laughs> 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 I didn't even think about that. He's so <laughs> dumb. She would neglect them. He would like, totally forget. Like, <laughs> like Ash is so irresponsible, and Seymour, that freak, is also eating the Pokemon food. Well, Seymour seems to like it. Ash doesn't. Maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Well, is Seymour a ditto in disguise? <laughs> oh, yeah. There's my conspiracy. Okay, so he is the aliens. Oh, yes. Spreading this theory about the aliens. Yes. Oh my and god. Ditto's very alien. We've cracked the code. You've done it. Look Look at these comparisons I'm making. Oh, Ditto man. the alien. <laughs> yeah, the comparisons you're making I just to think, this episode. I think literature transcends literature, you know? <laughs> it's about all of us. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Oh, fine. So then they see Pikachu making friends with Clefairy, because Pikachu is such a chad. He's mm-hmm. just, like, making friends with Pikachu everyone. Pikachu is the biggest cool chad. dude. Pikachu is the biggest oh, yeah. chad in the, in the show, by far. Oh, yeah. This, By far. The whole Pikachu Clefairy stuff is interesting, though, because Clefairy, I believe, was kind of originally going to be Ash's partner Pokemon. Wait, what? Yeah. Breaking news. I don't remember. I don't remember if this is concretely confirmed or if it's just been said in passing or what. But so there's a rumor there's, that at the Clefairy very least, was supposed to be the starter. It's at the very least Clefairy was originally going to be Ash's starter, but then Pikachu's popularity kind of blew up, and they they changed. To that, and then Pikachu became the mascot. Oh, interesting. Yep, there you go. I, I don't think Clefairy looks... Clefairy isn't as nearly as memorable of a design as Pikachu. No. Like, there's something just about like Pikachu's proportions that are so much like a logo, you know? Mm-hmm. And there is some credence to the whole Clefairy thing, because it is very prominent in one of the mang- manga series. Okay. So, there's that. Oh, maybe I should read one of those. I've been wanting to read the Pokemon Adventures manga for a long time, but I cannot find the first edition anywhere. 
The, oh, you're looking for a physical? Yeah. It's probably digital. No, it's, yeah, it's not the yeah. same, though. Like, the, the comic stores by my place always have, like, two, three, and four, but they never have one. Ah. Which is very strange. Classic. Has that ever happened to you? Shout us out in the comments. <laughs> so they follow Clavary back to the <laughs> core of the Moonstone. We have found the Moonstone. Yeah. Huge yes. news. Huge news. Yeah, and it's gigantic. It's giant. Yeah, and a bunch of Clefairy show up. They all gather. They've been bringing all sorts of Moonstone shards back to the core. Yeah. And then they start doing their little moon dance. Yeah, they start getting freaky. It's very cute. Yeah, and this next part's hilarious because, like, like Pikachu's trying to communicate with the humans, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Seymour's like, wait, you can understand Pikachu? And Ash is like, of course I can. He's my Pokemon. And so Pikachu's, like, essentially doing charades. Mm-hmm. But Ash is not understanding any of it. Of course He's I can like, understand Pikachu proceeds to not understand Pikachu whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I think he says, he thinks that Pikachu is saying, do the Macarena. The Clefairy collect all of these rocks and do the Macarena. Yeah. And then he, the Clefairy likes raisins, was another thing that he interpreted from Pikachu. Yeah, so he's just failing. He eventually gets it that it's prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Clefairy prays the Moonstone. Yes. And it's some kind of religious ceremony. Like, this is the cult of Clefairy. <laughs> and Seymour's into it, man. Well, why wouldn't he be? He wants to very ride cute. the stone to space. He's like, this stone will empower humanity to the moon, to Mars. What does that mean? Pioneers like, used to ride these babies for miles. <laughs> It's a SpongeBob reference, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and so he wants to get in that spaceship, <laughs> go to Mars with the Clefairies. Exactly. So the Clefairy pray to the Moonstone, and Team Rocket's back. Of course they are. And they can actually hear Seymour's knees shaking, which I thought was a funny, funny moment. Yeah, and then they trip him and go, "Did you, did you have, have a nice, nice trip?" trip? <laughs> yeah, Got that's him. humor. Got him. Yeah. Comedy, folks. Pokemon invented it. Then we get another double battle where Pikachu and Onyx are together, and then Ash sends out Pidgeotto. Whatever happened to League rules, Ash? I don't know. Going three well, on two they, now. They, they it doesn't matter when they're fighting Team Rocket. I guess right? so. But Ash has learned that they don't follow rules, so he won't either. Yeah. So when the smoke taking business into his own hands. So when the smoke screen dissipates, we see the Moonstone has been stolen. Team Rocket's taking the Moonstone. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. And so Brock sends yeah, like, on how they get it out so fast? But I guess they had this like sled ready. Mm-hmm. They like load it on or something. Yep. And Onyx is able to intercept Team Rocket, pop out of the ground where they're where they are, and then the Clefairy all come rushing back out, and they all use Metronome and blow Team Rocket up to smithereens. You know, this is one of those times I'm gonna have to back us up for missing plot. Oh my stuff. goodness! Well, you you jumped over the battle a little bit. I, I'm just surprised. Maybe you didn't want to go there. Maybe we shouldn't go there. But you missed Jesse's uh, profound line, size doesn't matter oh. when they're fighting the Onyx. Uh, I didn't catch that one. They're fighting the Onyx, and Jesse goes, size doesn't matter. Okay. Life lessons from Pokemon. <laughs> In a kid show. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, they they're, they got the Moonstone on the sled. The... Uh, Onyx burrows after them. Yeah. Which is pretty hype looking, actually. It's cool. Yeah, it's this big, scary monster. Gets in front of them. Yeah, the Clefairy uses Metronome. And and this is where Pokemon expert, Kellen, you got to walk me through this. 
I don't really get what happened, and I don't really remember what metronome is. So, metronome so do you want to explain in the game, that? Metronome in the game, what it says is, like, the Pokemon will wiggle its finger. So, that's that's what Clefairy does. They use metronome, and then metronome will choose a random move from oh. the entire list of moves in the game. There's a few exceptions in later gens, but for the most part, it's, it's every move. All the moves. All the moves. So, they can okay. use anything from Leer to Explosion. And we see Clef- the Clefairy use something like Earthquake or Explosion or something, and it it sends Team Rocket uh, blasting off again. Okay. I didn't catch that from the show. I just thought it was, like, a powerful move. No, it's, it's, so it, I, sees, it seems in the show that it is some kind of, like, explosion thing, but it is... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But it, I didn't understand the random selection. Yeah, no, they don't, they don't really explain that at all. They don't really explain that because yeah. I was like, "Wow, are Clefairy like super good?" Then, like, no, they're not, right? No. <laughs> like, you can't rely in competitive games. You can't rely on random. No, moves. God, no. In competitive Pokemon, you typically don't see moves that are like ninety percent accurate either. It's a hundred or nothing. It's a hundred or nothing for the most part. Yeah, because you basically reduce all of the uh, randomness yeah. from it, right? Yeah, but then there's crits, which throw everything out of whack. Come on. So is Pokemon a good competitive game? I enjoy it. Should I ask that question? Is that sacrilege? No, I don't think so. I enjoy it. I don't really care for top-level stuff because it's all the same Pokemon. Yeah, it gets kind of boring. It's only because everyone's using the meta stuff. It's kind of like controversial opinion, but uh, competitive Melee, as as amazing as it gets to watch and like as incredible players as these people get, I, it's. I always thought it was boring how it's just like a few characters mm-hmm. that people play as. Yep, and that's why patches are good. You know, make everyone the same. <laughs> is that controversial? I don't know. To the melee players, it is. But I mean, ultimate's a bigger scene now. So it's good. It's a better game. F- fighting games, people. Anyway, back to Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's Pokemon in Smash Brothers. Yeah, but no, but Clefairies. Does Clefairy use Metronome in Smash Brothers? I. Th- think so i it's summoned from a pokeball i can't remember if clefairy is summoned from a pokeball or if it's one of the things in the saffron city stage in 64 or both oh yeah oh yeah but But he does show up he shows up somewhere so in this show though they do the metronome the moonstones you know raining down they start turning into clefables Mm -hmm. they evolve they're all evolving Some of the rarest Pokemon in the world. Which is kind of true. Clefairy is quite rare in Mount Moon in the games. Yeah. Yeah. And Clefable then would be super rare. Mm -hmm. Especially because in Red and Blue there are a a finite amount of Moonstones that you can can, uh, get a hold of. So there's all these Clefairies. Half of them turn into Clefables. They're all shouting their names. God, that was annoying. Clefable! 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 (laughs) That was horrible. And Seymour is like, I'm going to live with these freaks. <laughs> yeah, I was curious about the encounter rate. I So I went to Bulbapedia. In Generation 1, at least on the first floor, Clefairy is a 1% encounter rate. In the basement, it's 4 or 5. And then 6 or 10 in the very, very bottom floor. So it gets a little more common, but it's still quite rare. If we had an episode without any Pokemon math, I would die. That wouldn't be good. I would have to find a new co-host. Well, you're already ready to fire me, I thought, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only reason I'm not is because I don't want to find a new co-host. Oh, right. wow. It's, it's Step laziness. Step up your game. Step up your game. It's laziness. I just, I appreciate the math. That's all I'm saying. Mm. So they're rare. 
They are quite That's rare. Accurate. <laughs> are we like a are we a Pokemon fact checking podcast? Ah, yeah. <laughs> so we are. We listen to the episodes and then we see if they're consistent with the game. Ah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at these for. Right. What is the what is the consistency between the show and the games is what I'm interested in. And I think I bring the fun. Sure. Okay. You, Cold spaghetti. You, you 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 think that. So Seymour wants to live with them. Yeah, he's he's a weirdo. He, uh, what would his Facebook feed be like? You know what I'm saying? Like imagine like you meet him once and you're like, okay, and he adds you on Facebook, then like three months later you start seeing posts and you're like, Oh my god. What the heck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> it's just <laughs> fairies. Over and over again. <laughs> well, weird theories about us all living in space. Seymour would be a would be unity. a flat earther, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist for sure. And so we end the episode off. We approach a fork in the road, and we're going to go the way of Cerulean City. But Misty looks very apprehensive about that. Ooh, why would that I be? Why? Hmm. Maybe we'll find out next episode. Misty, more like twist. Whoa, got it. That will happen. E. And then, oh my god. And then we see on the sign, Gary was here. Ash is a loser. Ha ha. Which true. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that Ash is like in his head, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like I figured Gary wouldn't even be thinking. I about think Gary him, knows that it bothers Ash, and he likes to he likes to fuck with him. Right, but like Gary's thinking about Ash. Aw, how sweet. I thought the. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if he truly, you know, didn't care about Ash, he wouldn't even be on his radar. I think it's just that he likes to, he knows that it really annoys he Ash. He likes to bully He him. really likes yeah. to bully Ash. And they're like childhood friends, kind they're of. They're childhood rivals. They've been rivals ah. since they were babies. Is that a thing? That's what I don't think I have a childhood rival. That's what Oak says in the opening of Red and Blue. <laughs> you were rivals since you were babies. <laughs> Just seeing who can make the bigger fart in their diapers. Mm-hmm, exactly. Who can take a bigger shit? All right, are you rating now? Yeah, let's get to the right. PP. The f- PPOR. The four poor. Four poor radio. And our first category for Clefairy and the Moonstone will be anime sweat drops. I don't think there were any. Hmm. There's gotta be some. There's gotta be it's some. It's like where somebody says something cringy and then they all go eh, you know and they see the sweat go i don't recall any moments like that yeah well, i guess you'd know the best yeah yeah i'm the one that pays attention <laughs> i'm going to die after this <laughs> <laughs> i gotta eat my cold spaghetti and cry all right what are we rating it though for that well if there's none it's a zero yeah, but i guess so I, I think there's gotta be i think we can proxy that though it's really just to capture moments where one character says something cringy, other people react. I think that if Seymour was a regular, there'd be lots. Like I think they would be reacting to like everything he says. Oh yeah. And so it and, and it has some meowth, he's another one, you know, people would say stuff, they react. But I don't know. Can't go higher than a two. No. There is no explicit one. No, I, yeah, let's let's say two then. Two. And our second category will be Characters falling in surprise and embarrassment. <laughs> Such similar energy. Yeah, it is. Um, I think I don't there think was this one. Happens either. I think there, oh, there was, was one. There was one in one of these episodes. I remember. I remember that vividly. Yeah. I can't remember which episode it was though. You remember it vividly, but you don't remember it. Yeah. I remember it happening. I just can't remember which episode okay. it was. 
maybe it was it was the the first episode we watched. I think that this episode has some of that energy. Though. Oh yeah, again, and it's got to do with like Seymour. It's got to do that kind of thing. So, um, so I'd give it like a three. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> it's still, it's still weak. We need better categories. I think. Hi, me again. It was really bothering me. I went back and looked. The moment I was thinking of was Pikachu did the fall over thing after Ash made the Macarena joke. So that's where that was. Just, just so you, I know it was really bothering you. Back to the end of the podcast. Yeah, we can come up with some. I think that those two are the kind of categories that would be better if we knew them. At, they kind of only work if you know them ahead of time. Yeah, but then if they're good, they're, you remember they're them. They're too easy not to catch. You remember them, though, oh, if they're that's good. That's true. That's true if it was really hype. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Well, that does it for that episode, then. Yeah. Let us know about more categories. That's something we definitely want to brainstorm. We've got quite a few in there already. As we've seen in in the past, stuff like uh, how Pokemon taste if they were eaten, uh, Pokemon mum energy. We've got that, uh, and more simple things like more straight cut things like how the animation looked, uh, how the plot of the episode was, that sort of thing. Um, but if you've got some really kind of more wacky ideas, that's what we want to mm-hmm. hear. Um, and we're also open to questions. Like if you've got any questions or discussion topics you you think would be interesting. You know, shout us out in the YouTube comments. Um, yeah, that's probably the best place to reach us. Eh? Yeah, probably. We do have a Gmail, tequiladelibird at gmail.com if you want, but yeah, YouTube you comments work. Yeah, there too. Yeah. And wherever you're listening, make sure to rate five stars. Yes, so on the podcast platforms, ratings are really what help us out. It can be a little bit tricky to find. Like on Spotify, you have to be rating the podcast as a whole, not individual episodes. So if you go to the To Kill a Deli Bird page, that's where you'll give us a, a review, a rating. And uh, we'd really appreciate we'd really appreciate that. And thank you for everyone listening for your support. Um, yeah, anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, this has been a fun episode. Um, you hate me, though, and I'm going to die. Yep. Thanks, folks. Bless your souls. Bless your hearts. Okay, one last thing, and then I'll let you go. Uh, I forgot to mention which episodes we're taking care of next week. If you want to watch along, we'll be watching Episode 7, The Water Flowers of Cerulean City, Episode 8, The Path to the Pokemon League, and Episode 9, The School of Hard Knocks. Those will be what we'll be watching next week. If you've got any questions about those episodes, just leave them in the comments. And now I'll finally let you go. Have a lovely, lovely day.